Welcome to the Word Encounter, episode number 103. We hope you've been getting uh, some good things out of uh, these episodes as we encounter the Word of God, going through it. And um, again, it's highly recommended that you go through on your own, as I'm not reading every verse of every chapter, but I am covering probably most of the verses in the chapters uh, in order to make sure that the appropriate context is being conveyed as we go through God's Word. With that, um, let's pick it up in Psalms 99 as we left off in Psalms 98 yesterday. The introduction uh, to uh, chapter 99 says, The King is holy. Praise for God's fairness and holiness. Because God is perfectly just and fair, we can trust him completely. Verse 1, the Lord reigns. Let the peoples tremble. He is enthroned between the cherubim. Let the earth quake. And so the cherubim are the two bird-like creatures that are on the Ark of the Covenant, uh, on the lid of the Ark of the Covenant. In verse 4, it says, The mighty king loves, loves justice. You have established fairness. You have administered justice and righteousness in Jacob. Exalt the Lord our God. Bow and worship at his footstool. He is holy. And in verse 9, Exalt the Lord our God, bow and worship at his holy mountain, for the Lord our God is holy. And yes, he is. Let's go on to Psalms chapter 100. The introduction says, Be thankful, an invitation to enter joyfully into God's presence. Uh, His faithfulness extends to our generation and beyond. Be thankful. In verse 1, Let the whole earth shout triumphantly to the Lord. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before him with joyful songs. We see here, well, obviously in Psalms, Psalms are, you know, poems and songs and whatnot. Uh, And so it's obvious that uh, uh, everything would be related to songs. But music and song is very important to God. He was the author of it. He was the creator of it. He realized how it stirs the human soul. And so, you know, you you see, you'll read a lot of Psalms saying, come before the Lord, you know, with singing and with song and whatnot and and with lyric playing and music. We're to rejoice before the Lord because in rejoicing before the Lord, we recognize all that has been done on our behalf. In verse 4, enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Give thanks to him and bless his name. For the Lord is good and his faithful love endures forever. His faithfulness through all generations. And so we are thankful that his faithfulness is um, extended to all generations because obviously at the time of the writing of the word of God, you know, it was thousands of years ago. And those promises and whatnot extend across time. And so we still have access to them. In uh, Psalms 101, the intro says, a vow of integrity. This is important. A prayer for help to walk a blameless path, to live with integrity, Both our effort and God's help are necessary, not optional. They're necessary. In verse one, and this is a song of David, a psalm of David. I will sing of faithful love and justice. I will sing praise to you, Lord. I will pay attention to the way of integrity. When will you come to me? I live with a heart of integrity in my house. I will not let anything worthless guide me. I hate the practice of transgression. It will not cling to me. You know what? I didn't highlight that. I'm going to highlight verse 3 
for my own benefit. Um, I will not let anything worthless guide me. I will not let anything worthless guide me. I hate the practice of transgression. The word says, I hate the practice of transgression. It will not cling to me. Man, if we could adhere to this one simple verse and not let anything worthless guide us and hate transgression such that it doesn't cling to us. In verse 4, a devious heart will be far from me. I will not be involved with evil. A devious heart, I'm going to keep that at a distance. And I'm not going to allow myself to be involved with evil. Verse 5, I will destroy anyone who secretly slanders his neighbor. I cannot tolerate anyone with haughty eyes or an arrogant heart. And see, this isn't even to himself. This is him in observation of how people treat other people. David is saying, you know, I'm not going to sit by silently while my neighbor is slandered. No, that's not going to fly around me. He says, I cannot tolerate anyone with an arrogant heart. He's serious about this. You know, and we should be too. Uh, in chapter 102, introduction says, Affliction in light of eternity, the cure for distress. God is living, eternal, and unchanging. We can trust him to help his people in this generation just as he helped his people in past generations. <clears throat> so again, as we're reading through the word, obviously it's written in ancient of days, but it applies to us today. In verse 1, Lord, hear my prayer. Let my cry for help come before you. Do not hide your face from me in my day of trouble. Listen closely to me. Answer me quickly when I call. For my days vanish like smoke, and my bones burn like a furnace. My heart is suffering, withered like grass. I even forget to eat my food. Because of the sound of my groaning, my flesh sticks to my bones. This person is in despair. <laughs> you know, they're in great despair. They're in great affliction. Let's drop down to verse 12. <clears throat> but you, Lord, are enthroned forever. Your, flame endure, your fame endures to all generations. You will rise up and have compassion on Zion, for it is time to show favor to her. The appointed time has come. No more delay, Lord. Come now. I need you now. Verse 15, the nations will fear the name of the Lord and all the kings of the earth, your glory. For the Lord will rebuild Zion. He will appear in his glory. He will pay attention to the prayer of the destitute and will not despise their prayer. God's not going to turn a deaf ear to the prayer of the destitute. He's not going to deny that. In verse 18, this will be written for a later generation and the people who have not yet been, been created will praise the Lord. And so what I'm about to read is not, was not for the people at that time, but for a future generation. So that when they read this, you know, it would apply to them, which means us. He looked down from his holy heights. The Lord gazed out from uh, heaven to earth. Verse 20. To hear the prisoners groaning, to set those condemned to die, so that they might declare the name of the Lord in Zion and praise um, and his praise in Jerusalem, when peoples and kingdoms are assembled to serve the Lord. And so uh, this is saying that from the high of the from the highest heights from heaven, God will look down and he will hear the prisoners groaning, and he will set those condemned to die free. 
You know, now who are the prisoners? The prisoners are those who are imprisoned in sin, who have not recognized that Jesus is the truth and the way. And so these are the prisoners. And he says uh, that he will hear their growing, he will hear their plight, and he will set those condemned to die free, free by accepting the path through, path through Jesus. Chapter 103, the intro says, the forgiving God, God's uh, great love for us. What God does for us tells what he is really like. All right. And again, this is another Psalm of David. Verse one, my soul bless the Lord and all that is within me bless his holy name. My soul bless the Lord and do not forget all his benefits. He forgives all your iniquity. He heals all your diseases. He redeems your life from the pit. He crowns you with faithful love and compassion. He satisfies you with good things. Your youth is renewed like the eagle. The Lord executes acts of righteousness and justice for all the, and justice for all the oppressed. He revealed this, his ways to Moses, his deeds to the people of Israel. The Lord is compassionate and gracious, gracious uh, slow to anger and abounding in faithful love. Verse 9, he will not always accuse us or be angry forever. You know, sometimes as we're going through the word, it seems like the Lord is always punishing his people, always punishing his people. Well, they were always doing bad stuff, but it seems like he was always punishing his people. And when you do that or when you take that perspective or make that observation, you can become sensitive to it and you, and you don't see the balance in it. You don't see... Um, you don't appropriate the good things that he does for his people because you're so sensitive to and paying so much attention to how he's correcting and disciplining his people. But he says he's not always going to accuse us. He's not always going to be angry forever. Sometimes he just wants to get our attention. In verse 10, he has not dealt with us as our sins deserve or repaid us according to our iniquities. In other words, you know, we deserve the death sentence for a lot of the things that we do in opposition to the Lord, but he doesn't give it to us. He gives us grace and mercy and the opportunity to repent, the opportunity to turn back to him. And so he keeps giving us chance after chance after chance. And so he, 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 he does not always give us what we deserve. Eventually, he will if we don't turn from our wicked ways, but he doesn't always do that. And so then in verse 11, it says, for as high as the heavens are above the earth, so great is his faithful love towards those who fear him. You see, it says everybody, a lot of times people say, well, God is love. God is love. God. But do you fear him? You know, are you in awe of him? You know, are you, you know, do, do you speak reverently of him? You know, what is your attitude towards him? And so it says that um, for as high as the heavens are above the earth, uh, so great is his faithful love to those who fear him. Verse 12, as far as the east is from the west, so far, as he, uh, so far has he removed our transgressions from us. So he's distanced us from our iniquities when we fear him, when we know him, when we love him. As a father has compassion on his children, so the Lord has compassion on those who fear him. And so the psalm here is very specific about who the Lord doles out his love to. In verse 20, it says, Bless the Lord, all his angels of great strength, uh, who do his word, obedient to his command. 
Bless the Lord, all the armies, all his armies, his servants uh, who do his will. Bless the Lord, all his works in the palace, or excuse me, in the places where he rules. My soul, bless the Lord. And so, in other words, it's calling for all beings created by the Lord to recognize and bless him. Hallelujah. Chapter 104, the introduction says, God the creator, appreciating God through his creation, uh, he not only cares, but maintains his creation. The Lord's care is the source of our joy. Verse 1, my soul, bless the Lord. Lord, my God, you are very great. You are clothed with majesty and splendor. Verse 5, he established the earth on its foundations. It will never be shaken. Uh, verse 10, he causes the springs to gush into the valleys. They flow between the mountains. Uh, they supply water for every wild beast. The wild donkeys quench their thirst. The birds of the sky live beside the springs. They make their voices heard among the foliage. He waters the mountains from his palace. The earth is satisfied by the fruit of your labor. So these verses are specifying how the Lord takes care of the earth. He designed it. He knows how to maintain it. He's the great mechanic, if you will. He can fix it. And so he's taking care of it. He's stewarding over it. In verse 14, he causes grass to grow for the livestock and provides crops for man to cultivate, producing food from the earth. Wine that makes the human hearts glad, making his face shine with oil, and bread that sustains a human hearts. And so again, it's outlining all the things in, in nature and creation that God has done to sustain us. Both humans, animals, plants, whatever. In verse 19, he made, the moon make, uh, he made the moon to mark the festivals. The sun knows when to set. You know, it, it, when you witness creation and whatnot, how everything works in concert with each other, it's just amazing. You know, and so all of this was created by the Lord. He, he, he's playing the symphony, and everybody and everything has its part in the symphony, and the music uh, just sounds awesome. In verse 24, how countless are your works, Lord! In wisdom you have made them all. The earth is filled of your the, the earth is full of your creatures, you know, the, the, the creatures beneath the water, creatures above the water, creatures in the air, creatures on the ground. In verse twenty-seven, all of them wait for you to give them their food at the right time. When you give it to them, they gather it. When you open your hand, they are satisfied with good things. Verse 33, I will sing to the Lord all my life. I will sing praise to my God while I live. Yes, indeedy. Chapter 105, God's faithfulness to his people. God's mighty deeds uh, in bringing Israel to the promised land. Remembering his miracles encourages us to keep living close to him. You know, one, one of the biggest banes of our existence, in my opinion, is our forgetfulness. When we don't remember things, when we don't remember, you know, what other people have done for us, when we don't remember our spouse's birthday or anniversary, when we don't remember some of these things, you know, it always comes back to bite us. Don't forget important things. Marking down in your calendars, if you have a phone, put it in your phone. Our, our forgetfulness is, 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 you know, can really get us into trouble at times. And so, uh, especially when we don't attribute things that have been done for us via the Lord, and then how can we remember it if we don't attribute it to, it, uh, to him in the first place? And so, 
But when you remember the things that have been done on your behalf, then that puts you in an attitude of thanksgiving. Then you don't get haughty. Then you don't get in a position of thinking that you're all that, if you will. And so in verse 1, it says, Give thanks to the Lord, call call on his name, proclaim his deeds among the peoples. In verse 7, He is the Lord our God. His judgments govern the whole earth. He remembers his covenant forever, the promise he, he ordained for a thousand generations. The covenant he made with Abraham swore to Isaac and, and confirmed to Jacob as a decree um, and to Israel as a permanent covenant. I will give the land of Canaan to you as your inherited portion. And then what happens is the, a good portion of the Psalms uh, goes on and, and, and goes back in history to remind the Israelites what God did for them as they were going on their journey. And then in verse 45, it says, All this happened so that they might keep his statutes and obey his instructions. Hallelujah. And so again, through the process of remembering, through the process of remembering and through the process of having things pointed out to us with regard to what has been done in the past on our behalf that we're enjoying and experiencing today that can put us in the attitude of praise and thanksgiving. Chapter 106, Israel's unfaithfulness to God, uh, a song of national repentance as the people return from captivity. God patiently delivers us in spite of our forgetfulness and self-willed rebellion. <laughs> and so, you know, we, we have forget, forgetfulness, as we've already pointed out, and that uh, forgetfulness can lead to self-willed rebellion because we're not being grateful because we're not recognizing what's been done for us. In verse 1. Hallelujah. Give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. His faithful love endures forever. In verse 6, both we and our ancestors have sinned. We have done wrong and have acted acted wickedly. Our ancestors in Egypt did not grasp the significance of your wondrous works or remember your many acts of uh, faithful love. Instead, they rebelled by the sea, the Red Sea. And so, you know, it's going through all the things that they did and what the Lord did. In verse 16, in the camp, they were envious of Moses and Aaron, the Lord's holy one. In verse 19, at Horeb, um, they made a calf and worshiped the calf's uh, metal image. You know, in verse 24, they despised the pleasant land and did not believe his promises. In verse 29, they aligned themselves with Baal of Peor and ate sacrifices offered to lifeless gods. In verse 32, they angled, they angered the Lord at the waters of Meribah and Moses suffered because of them. And so, so it's going through all the things through the uh, Israelite journey and all the things that they did in opposition to the Lord. In verse 34, it says they did not destroy the peoples uh, as the Lord had commanded them, but mingled with the nations and adopted their ways. And this was one of the biggest things that the Lord had against the Israelites when they were in the wilderness is that I told you what not to do and you went ahead and did it. And I told you why not to do it. And you still went ahead and did it and you succumbed uh, to the practices of those peoples. In verse 47, uh, it says, Save us, Lord our God, and gather us from the nations so that we may give thanks to your holy name and rejoice in your praise. So again, through remembrance, through remembrance, remembrance uh, provides an avenue to repentance and an avenue to having the right attitude and stance before the Lord. And that was the end of book four. So let's, uh, yeah, let's do a few chapters and in the final book of Psalms, book five, Psalms 107, 
It says thanksgiving uh, for God's deliverance. Thanksgiving to God uh, should constantly be on the lips of those he has saved. This psalm was written to celebrate uh, the Jews' return from their exile in Babylon. Verse 1, give thanks to the Lord for he is good. His faithful love endures forever. Let the redeemed of the Lord proclaim that he has redeemed them from the power of the foe and has gathered them from the lands from the east and the west, from the north and the south. Some wandered in the desolate wilderness, finding no way um, to a city where they could live. They were hungry and thirsty. Their spirits failed within them. Then they cried out to the Lord in their trouble. He rescued them from their distress. He led them by the right path to go to a city where they could live. Let them give thanks to the Lord for his faithful love, uh, his wondrous works for all humanity. Verse 10, others sat in darkness and gloom, prisoners of cruel chains, because they rebelled against God's commands. They despised the counsel of the Most High. He broke their spirits with hard labor. They stumbled, and there was no one to help. Then they cried out to the Lord in their trouble. He saved them from their distress. He brought them out of darkness and gloom. He broke the chain, their chains apart. In verse 15, let them give thanks to the Lord for his faithful love uh, and his wondrous works for all humanity. Verse 17, fools suffered affliction because of their rebellious ways and their uh, iniquities. They loathed all the food and came near the gates of death. Then they cried out to the Lord in their trouble. He saved them from their distress. Uh, he sent his word and healed them. He rescued them from their traps. Uh, let them give thanks to the Lord for his faithful love and his wondrous works for all humanity. And so, you know, this, this psalm is going through all the things that the uh, Israelites did and how the Lord came back behind them and rescued them. And, and the psalmist is saying, recognize this and give thanks to the Lord, you know, for his wondrous works. <laughs> and so don't get in a position where you forget. Verse 43, let whoever is wise pay attention to these things and consider the Lord's acts of faithful love. Yes, 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 indeedy. <clears throat> And uh, in uh, the chapter 108, um, chapter 108 is a combination of Psalms 57 and 60, almost verbatim. And so um, we're not going to go over Psalms 108 because we already covered that in 57 and 60. And so uh, let's see, should we hit, I guess, enemy, uh, you know what, let's break it off right here. So we're going to break it off, and we're going to pick it up at Psalms 109 tomorrow. All right? And so with that, I thank you for joining me. Get in that word. You know, read what we've just uh, gone over, because, again, I haven't covered all verses. And let that word sink into you. Let, uh, let your spirit be absorbed into that word so it becomes a part of you, and you become a walking and a living word. That would be a tremendous accomplishment. And so with that, we'll see you tomorrow. Everybody take care. Bye-bye.